James chapter 3 on faith and works. So we're going to be looking on um at the ninth and tenth chapter of the ninth and tenth verse of the chapter. Um with it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brethren, this ought not to be so. Right here, James is talking about the power of the tongue. That our tongue can do anything and everything. You can set a fire in somebody's heart and life. But which kind of fire are you trying to set in a person's life? Are you using your tongue for blessing or cursing? Because the Bible is saying that we use the same tongue we use for cursing to bless and my dear brothers and sisters we all know that the tongue is powerful it is very very powerful there's a verse that says as a man thinketh so is he it starts in the mind you think about it and when it's now manifest through you you will use your mouth to let it manifest most people don't have enough faith to declare good things upon their lives but all they do is curse themselves and you realize the moment you start to say things upon yourself you are declaring those evil things upon yourself and when you see those things coming into action it's not because you were right but it's because you're bringing it upon your own self jesus christ said peace be still and what happened to the storm the storm calmed god said let there be light and there was light they they were sending this message to us that whatever we say believing whatever we use our tongue for believing will happen jesus christ said if you have faith you can tell the mountain to move and it will move just a little faith like a grain of mustard seed that's all you need and just like the mustard seed it doesn't mean that when you have little faith then you don't really have to escalate or anything from there you have to make sure you become a better person so going back to the main subject of the day your tongue what you use your tongue for the bible says you you are we are temples of the holy spirit us being temples of the holy spirit means the lord inhabits in us we are the temples god lives in us he is in us he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world the lord has wants to find comfort within you he really do wants but your choice is what makes everything change the lord has given us this tongue and it's up to you to either use it for cursing or blessing he has given you that body it's either you use it for fornication adultery and everything or you use it to praise the lord to evangelize to move your body from one point to the other doing good works and great works for the lord it's your own choice you either choose to give or to be stingy to share or not to be kind or to be rude polite or rude you choose god gave us the freedom of choice he gave us the ability to do the great things but he also gave us the freedom to choose whether we do it or not because he doesn't want to seem as if 
he is controlling us or anything we ask for the guidance of the lord so that he controls us when we give our lives to him when we ask him to be part of our lives then that can be so we have to put all our thoughts in the lord's hands all our minds our mouth and everything you use your mouth for gossip whenever you gossip or before you even do it ask yourself something after all this what am i going to benefit from it and what is the person i'm talking to going to benefit from it the next thing that's going to happen is that the person you are talking to right now is going to go to the person you are talking about and it's going to start a conflict and you're adding enemies on your list hatred you see just by doing one sin you add a multitude and a whole lot upon yourself you gossip with someone you say bad things behind their backs the person comes to you they confront you and maybe you get into an argument you see what's happening and people start to paint you and start to do anything you kiss yourself and all those things you see now it's so many things upon you and you start to think that maybe the lord has left you when it's your own fault that all these things are happening we are responsible for our own lives god is our guide he is our shepherd we are sheep following in the footsteps of our shepherd our lord jesus christ but what kind of a sheep are you what kind of a person are you what kind of a child are you you have to keep on asking yourself all these sorts of questions what am i doing for the lord Yes, you might be blessing other people, you might be praying, preaching, evangelizing, but what else are you doing besides that? You might be a hypocrite, go before people and people say, oh, this is the right, the true man of God and all that, but God knows what you're doing behind closed doors. What are you using your temple for? Your eyes are meant to see great things testify of the lord's great works and your mind is meant for thinking of the words lord keeping it being reminded of it all the time so that the law of the lord can be written on your mind so that you may proclaim of his greatness and his goodness yes that's what it's meant for but what are you using it for are you using it to do certain worldly earthly things that are defiling you and then you end up saying oh my goodness why is nothing going on going well for me sorry in the spirit <laughs> my dear brothers and sisters not the spirit and the flesh can never be on the same level you can try to do both things you can be lukewarm you either choose to be of the flesh or of the spirit you cannot expect to grow in the spirit when you're always doing things of the flesh and you expect your spirit to grow. How do you expect your flesh to grow when you're always focusing on the spirit? So focus on the spirit so that it overpowers the flesh. We all know that the flesh is so deceiving and it's always trying to take over. But what are we doing to stop it? What are we doing to make sure it doesn't use us? It doesn't make us slaves we are not slaves as the bible states we were bought with a price huh? the lord 
bought us with a price. He made a great sacrifice for us. He gave up his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him so that you and I can not perish, will not perish, will never perish, but have an everlasting life. He did it for you and I. What are you doing for the Lord right now? How well do you know him? This is about faith and works. You cannot say, I have faith when you have no works. Merely saying it will not make it effective. You cannot say, um, I love cheese when you don't eat it or when you've never eaten it. You can only say things that you have an experience of. When you don't have faith in God, it means you don't believe that he actually exists. Because if you believe he exists, then you'd believe in him. How come most people, when we face difficulties, yes, we think of the Lord, but who do we run to first? Our friends, our families, when they don't even have a solution for it. Yes, we want consolation, but who said God cannot give you the same consol or even much more than your friend could ever give? Because after you've told it to the Lord, He's going to help you find a solution or he already has the solution for you. What's left is for it to happen, for it to take place, for it to come into action. You have to believe in the Lord and believe that he can do everything and anything for you. There is nothing that he can do. He can do everything. If you turned water into wine and he made a path and a way for the Israelites and he said let there be light and it was so then what more can he do? Look around you. Look around you right now. Look around you wherever you are. In a room you are outside wherever you are right now look around you everything that you see is the works and the hand of the lord all these breaths that you see all the things that you love the most is the lord's doing so what more can't he do we get too impatient with the lord because we want things to be done so quick so fast with our own timing and we forget that the Lord's timing is the best and the right time. You know, I once told people this testimony of mine. I'm not really an intelligent person. I'd say I'm just an ordinary person. Not dull, not intelligent. I'm just okay. <laughs> I'm not complaining, by the way, or praising myself. But I'm grateful. It has always worked for me. Okay. Um, you know, uh, when I started secondary school, I was doing so badly. It was so bad, I remember. And I used to pray, cry, and I didn't read much, <laughs> to be honest. But I always wanted to excel in my studies. I always wanted to do something great, you know. And form one. That was it. Form 2. It slightly changed in the third term. And when we started our O-levels, things started changing. Everything started changing. 
and you know i could i i I told people of my past experience of how i used to fail a lot but nobody believed me that was not in their mind you see what the lord does everybody forgets about your failures even you you forget about your failures when is the time for you to rejoice Eh? you don't just wake up as a winner sometimes you just have to force so that you can stand up you cannot stand up when you're already up you know that right but you can stand up when you were down so people don't understand this they think that things have to always be well and always be good for them no man sometimes we fall so that we can rise up and when we rise up when god raises us <laughs> yo 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 you will not believe it you will be so amazed eh? because you know when i wrote my own levels i expected much more of course because of the way i was now passing i didn't surpass my expectations or reach them but i'm really glad that i performed well my parents were happy because they expected something worse than that because of my past experiences and my past performances a levels came i was now competing like any other student any other intelligent student even though i didn't get the exact thing i wanted I managed to go to the university of my choice with those points. I didn't score everything, but I managed to go to the university of my choice and got the degree of my choice. Right now, I'm doing the degree of my choice. And things are not so bad. I believe that I'll make it. Because the Lord is by my side and has always been by my side. He has never left me. So how and why would he leave me now if he has never? Why now and why not all this time? So my dear brothers and sisters, my message to you on this one was just for you to believe in the Lord. Wait on the Lord. He knows what you need. He'll give it to you right in time. Just wait on him. Rejoice in the Lord. I am giving this testimony for you. For your spirit to be raised up. Eh? For you to believe more. And I have another testimony. This is too short. Forgive me for saying a lot of stories. But this is another testimony of mine. From the time I started to believe more in God and pray more. This is during the lockdown, by the way. And I want to thank God for this corona. Because it has managed to help me draw closer to Him. To know Him more. And I've been discovering lot of things that i have not been discovering all this time because before this corona thing yes i was praying but i started to sleep and i if you had asked me before corona i would not remember the last time i had fasted but now it's a different story altogether and i have got to thank for that i'm so grateful i might have lost some time while studying but <laughs> it's worth it my dear brothers and sisters I might be complaining about the time I lost for studying, but at least I gained something much more important and better. Anyway, going back to my testimony. So, since this lockdown, I've been getting 
quite a number of people whom I've been discussing the word of the Lord with. People have been inspiring me to know more about him and about the word. And I want to tell you something. There is a time I was so distressed and depressed. I don't remember what had happened. But I just found myself believing that God is with me. Whom shall I fear? What will happen to me? What shall I fear? For God has never left me. Why should I be troubled about this? You see, I just found myself being consoled right deep inside of me. And there's a day I was fasting. And that day, you know what happened? I didn't do what I usually do. I was out of the house. So I couldn't properly pray or read the word of God. Whenever I tried to read the word, like from my phone, I couldn't. Because I prefer reading my like my Bible the actual bible that is not in the phone and i tried to read from the phone it couldn't work i didn't have the downloaded sermons that i had they couldn't play and i had nothing to do except for playing some music i tried to pray and the following day i was still fasting it was an absolute the following day i didn't wake up to the bible i just woke up i tried praying and all that and you know what i told myself right deep inside of me there was a voice that was saying, oh, you need to stop. You didn't even do much. What did you do for the Lord? It was not even worth it. Just skip this one and you'll do it tomorrow. But I said, no. I know the Lord will accept this fast as long as I'm doing it for him and not for myself. And surprisingly, things just changed. I smiled and I felt that God was there with me. As long as you are doing it for the Lord, as long as your heart is doing it for the Lord, then that's alright. Don't do it for the people or to prove to people that, oh, I can now fast for a long time. Oh, I was praying while oh, I was doing this. This has to be between the two of you, God and yourself. So if God has accepted this fast, then that's okay. Who are you to tell yourself that this is not worth it? Who are you to listen to the devil whilst he's telling you that this is not okay? Listen to the Lord's voice, that voice inside of you, telling you the right thing to do. I love the Lord so much because he has always been doing things that are good for me, for you, and for all of us. He chose us even though we're Gentiles and sinners. He made a son die for all of us and not for a certain person. Nobody is more important or more special than the other. He loves us all equally. And I'm so glad I know him. I really wish we could all respect our bodies, our tongues, and everything that he gave us so that we don't really use it just for random things, but we use it for him. I know there are certain things that are worldly that you need to do just enjoy yourself a little bit but please don't forget the Lord in all that you do pray for everything that you do so that God will always be there with you so that you don't lose yourself in the process because for most Christians what usually happens is that we do something right and then after we've done it when we realize that this wasn't good we try and beat ourselves up for that yes it's good to realize that you've done something wrong and quickly repent have faith that the lord has forgiven you you praise and worship you know that kind of thing 
but you do, really don't have to desert the lord and say oh now i'm a sinner oh, oh the lord listen that's the devil trying to push you away from the presence of the lord jesus christ never does that to you he never tries to make you feel guilty about yourself or feel too small all he ever does is make you feel better and he wants you to become a better person each day and every time so don't you ever let the devil push you away from the presence of the lord with that so everybody let's use our tongue for blessings and when you find yourself trying to curse when it's about to come out just hold it in and pray it will all disappear think before you talk think before you act and let's have faith with reason faith with actions thank you so much for paying attention for listening god bless you